This is Aaron from the Monarchist Podcast. Mike and I hope you enjoyed the first two episodes of the bye week. The next two episodes are sure to excite all women's basketball fans at Old Dominion. Today's episode with ODU women's basketball coach Delisha Milton-Jones, and then tomorrow, Hall of Famer Nancy Lieberman. We had an awesome conversation with Nancy, and she announces some news that Monarch fans are sure to be super excited about. Grab your popcorn, log into Why Not Ticks, and buy your women's basketball season tickets, and enjoy the show. I'm Brooke Corson with Hudson, and you're listening to the Monarchist Podcast. I'm Aaron. And I'm Mike. And you're listening to the Monarchist Podcast. Today, we welcome Delisha Milton-Jones to the pod, a first-team All-American, SEC Player of the Year, Wade Trophy winner, two-time WNBA champion, three-time WNBA All-Star, member of the Women's Basketball Hall of Fame, and head coach of our Old Dominion Women's Basketball Team. Coach, welcome to the world's best and only ODU podcast. <laughs> well, thank you. So glad to be here. I think it's an honor to be in the presence of you too. Well, that's really nice of you to say, Coach. First off, congratulations on being inducted into the Women's Basketball Hall of Fame. That must be an amazing feeling to be considered one of the best to ever play the game. Coming from that weekend, what did you take away from that moment the most? Wow. Number one, thank you uh, for recognizing that accomplishment. I think from that that weekend, everything seemed like a blur. Um, leading up to that moment, it seemed like it would never get here. And then when it finally got here, it went by in the blink of an eye. It was a moment that I was able to celebrate with a lot of family and friends and people that have been with me throughout my entire career. I think the, the main takeaway is that I finally felt like my career came to a point and it really showcased just how badass or successful <laughs> I've been throughout this entire time. And I've always been one to pride myself on not dwelling in the moment too much and just keep my head down and keep grinding. So I never was able to really take a moment to really smell the flowers and settle in on just how fantastic the moments were that I was experiencing. But that moment was everything coming to a fruition. You know, everything came to that point and it allowed me to really revel in the fact that my work that I put in was good and it was wonderful to see it celebrated in that manner. Yeah, that's, that is badass. It's badass. It's <laughs> awesome. I, all the superlatives we could ever come up with. <laughs> Kudos. What an honor. So before you accepted the Old Dominion job, you coached at Pepperdine and you were at Syracuse. What was attractive to you about ODU that motivated you to become a monarch? I think the thing that really uh, stuck out to me was when you look at the women's basketball program, it has a place in history that is grounded and the roots run deep in this game of women's basketball. We're a program that has over 1,100 wins. So we're sitting in the same conversation with the likes of Rutgers, DePaul, uh, Tennessee, UConn, uh, to name a few. 
So you can't, you can't turn your nose up at something like that. Then when you look at the people who have come through the halls of, of the TED or Chartway Arena, uh, you have some game, the game's greatest that have come through there with Nancy Lieberman, Tisha Pinachero, uh, to name a few. I, I mean, my goodness, how can you not want to represent an institution that prides itself on being successful on and off the court and doing it all around the world with all different types of talent? Now, some may call me crazy to come and work for the very university that broke my heart uh, in terms of reaching the final four in my, during my collegiate career. Uh, but I feel like this is a this is the least that ODU could do is um, allow me to be able to be the head coach of this wonderful program, seeing that they broke my heart so many years ago. Well, we're happy to have you, Coach. Over these last two seasons, we've gone through quite a bit of roster churn, a little yes. bit of turnover. Could you talk to us about that and how you manage it and the challenging opportunities that brings? Yeah, so we have had quite a bit of uh, new faces come through our program in the two years that I've been here, now approaching year three. Uh, we're not seeing anything different. Uh, and I think in large part it's because of uh, the ebbs and flows that the pandemic took us through, then the NCAA allowing players to opt in or opt out. Then you have the COVID year that were given to many of them. And, you know, they had the opportunity to either stay or jump in the transfer portal and bet on themselves and try their luck somewhere else. So as a result, we had, uh, what, nine new players last year on our roster. And now this year we have eight new players on our roster with six returners from um, from the team last year. It's trying, it's difficult, it's frustrating, but then at the same time, it's exciting too, because you have a new team that can come in with a new found hunger and excitement about them. And I look forward to being able to uh, coach the, the group that we have this year, because they seem as though they are all about ODU and they're here for the right reasons, and they're good people that can actually hoop. Uh, and, and I look forward to being able to see them uh, put all of their hard work and efforts into play uh, coming this coming November. So, Coach, you've been around before the portal got really, really big, and now you're dealing with how active it is now. How much has that changed your recruiting philosophy from before when the, the you're recruiting mostly high school players to now when it's mostly in the portal? Well, you know, yes, the transfer portal has definitely changed uh, the scope of how we plan on recruiting uh, for the next couple of years. If we want to remain competitive, especially since we shifted into a new conference, the Sunbelt Conference from Conference USA, uh, we had to pivot with the changes because it was necessary. We couldn't go into the Sunbelt Conference with players that were built for the Conference USA. So we had to make some hard decisions, tough decisions, and some of the players made tough decisions themselves uh, to leave. And as a result, it put us in a position where we said, okay, we are uh, one of the teams with probably one of the highest budgets um, in the in the Sunbelt Conference. So people off of the strength of that alone are going to be expecting us to win right away. So with that mindset, we knew that with recruiting, 
we couldn't come in and have a team full of freshmen, true freshmen, because uh, you will take your bumps and bruises um, and it will take you a, a, a maturation process that has to come into play in order for you to be successful. So in order to be successful right away, we had to tap into the transfer portal and we had to go on the JUCO scene where we can get players that were ready um, for this level and able to come in and contribute right away. So coach, with that turnover, we obviously got a lot of new faces in the program this season. Could you tell us a little bit about each of those new Monarchs, how they fit into the team and what fans should expect to see from the ladies? Yes. So um, we have, okay, I'll start with the point guard. So we have Jordan McLaughlin. She came from Chipola uh, Junior College. And this young lady is one that is, uh, wow. I think that the fans are going to really enjoy seeing her play because she is so aggressive. Uh, she is a hooper. Uh, she's going to get in there and she's going to challenge the bigs at the rim. Uh, she finishes well through contact, excuse me, through contact. And she's not shy about uh, going in there and really, you know, putting the team on her back and finding a way to gain momentum uh, some way, somehow. She's also very scrappy on the defensive end as well. So these are things that we love to see in our players, having that tenacity about them, and she fits that mold perfectly. Then we have Altea, Altea Angeles. She is an Australian uh, point guard that we picked up rather late. And she also came from a junior college and she's the type of player where she's like a true point guard. She's very steady and she's solid and she's very unassuming, but I don't know where she'll come in there and she'll get a rebound. Um, she'll be solid on the defensive end. She has tremendous court vision. She kind of reminds me of Sue Bird in terms of the tempo and the rhythm that she plays with. Um, and her court vision is one of a Tisha Pinachero where she kind of sees everything from a bird's eye view. Um, and she'll get the ball where it needs to be to make the right plays. So she's someone that uh, any coach would love to have because she's just that savvy and poised on the court. Then we have um, Chataja Jones. She is a transfer portal kid. Uh, she's a fifth year senior that we got from Memphis, Memphis Uni uh, University of Memphis. And she is one that is what we call three and D. She's going to lock up on the defensive end and she will tear you apart beyond the three-point line. Uh, she can get out in transition. She can run. She's a, a tough straight line driver to the basket. Um, she's just going to get in there and do the gritty stuff, things that may or may not show up in the stat, stat sheet, but she's going to serve us well. Uh, she's going to get us out of a lot of trouble in many games, especially with teams that like the trap and we can get the ball out and we can get into a swing, swing type action and we find her beyond the arc, she'll knock that down for us. We have Brenda Fontana. She's from Argentina. She is the, um, a transfer that we picked up from UTEP. She's a, a, a small forward slash forward, the same as Jatija. Um, Brenda is what you would call a stretch four. She has three-point range. She's deadly from beyond the arc. Um, she has that 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 nice European swag to her game where she's going to put her footwork on display. Um, she'll be solid for us defensively. Uh, just a smart player that is a great attribute to have with the, with the explosive athletic talent that will be around her. 
Um, we also have Jada. Jada is an individual uh, that came from Miami, Ohio. She's six foot three. So she's going to play that center position for us. She is a rim runner. You know, she has a she has that stamina that any coach would like to see in their post players in terms of being able to get out and run. Uh, she'll put pressure on the defenses by being able to rim run and get easy layups or deep seals in transition. She also has the ability and knack to rebound the ball out of her area and in her area. So she's someone that can come and have tremendous minutes for us and really change the course of the game uh, if we are down or if we need an energy jolt. She is gritty. Uh, she's physical. And uh, she's not afraid to bring it. And it's been a joy to see her in practice every single day because she just goes hard. She only knows one speed. So she'll be great for us to have on the court, especially when we're going to be in a dog fight with some of these teams and we have to really grind it out. When you said when you said gritty and physical, I could feel a smile on your voice. I could tell <laughs> that that makes you happy is like that that just tenacity. Yes, I, I live for that. And it's 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 not every day that you see players that love to just be physical and in your face the way that, you know, some of the players that we picked up are. So that definitely excites me. Um, we also picked up Michaela Dickens. She's a native of the 757. She went to Princess Anne and she comes from Boston College uh, from the ACC. She is a sniper. She is our version of Steph Curry, where she can shoot that thing. Um, she, she's had, she has a quick trigger, a quick release. Um, and uh, she is someone that I have given the green, the fluorescent green light to. If you can see the rim, let it go. Uh, she, is, she, is, she had a four-year career at Boston College, and she scored over 1,200 points. And she was 37% from the three-point line. Uh, we're trying to get her in the 40s. Uh, the, the low to mid 40s and if she's in that range then yeah she's a bona fide sniper um, but she she she's going to be tremendous for us having that veteran presence that can come into games and just be disruptive like that we have um, Autumn Dodd she is a Juco player that comes from Three Rivers College and uh, this young lady wow uh, superb athleticism she, her and Amari Young, Amari Young, I'm sure you guys are familiar with her. She's been with us. This is her fifth year now. Amari is a super talent because of her athleticism and explosiveness. Autumn Dodd brings that same thing in, in her guard play. So she's going to be someone that I think it, it will get some oohs and ahs, you know, from the fans when they see her elevate for her jump shot. And they're just going to be like, wow, I can actually drive a smart car up under her feet um, because she jumps so high um, when she's out there. And she's one that is just cat quick. And when she gets out in the open court, it's, it's going to be hard for people to keep up with her. But the thing that I love about her the most is she doesn't get tired. She doesn't get tired. So that is a skill set within itself. Um, and then lastly, uh, we shared up our class with Michaela Brown, she's our one true freshman. Um, she's from Reno, Nevada, um, and she is like a bull in a china closet. She is an individual that's going to bring 
the pain. We like to say in practice, it's going to be a lot of meat slapping in the paint. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe not the elbows, but you definitely are going to feel her presence. And she is not shy about it. She's one of those individuals that are just naturally strong. And she, I, her dad, I, I believe her dad played uh, football. And, and, and wow, I mean, she gets it honest. She gets it honest. So we're excited about our class. And I think that our fans will really enjoy seeing them play. Um, granted, we had to make some late additions to our roster because of some of the decisions that some players chose to make to transfer for whatever reason. Uh, but all in all, I still think that we have a good product that our fans would appreciate. So, Coach, you mentioned Jordan from Chipola. The men's basketball team also has a transfer from Chipola in Faison Fields. Did they know each other? Yes, they do. <laughs> they do know each other. And uh, I, I was tickled at the fact that, you know, they, they were also uh, tiptoeing in the JUCO, on the JUCO scene, you know, to pick them up some good, some good players from there. But, yes, they do know each other. I hope that they can bring a, a sister and a brotherhood to where uh, the fans can appreciate what both of them bring for both the men's and the women's program. And when you're coming from out of town or out of state, it's got to be nice to have a friendly face on campus. Yeah, it definitely makes things easier. Uh, but I, I tell you this, though, one thing that has been impressive about this team, you would think that with eight new players, there would be some some hurdle you have to go through when it comes to chemistry and, you know, building your culture and team camaraderie. Well, with this group, it was rather instantaneous. I was shocked to see how close they were, to see how how great they communicated with each other. We looked like a team that had been together for a year in the first two weeks. Uh, so right there, the culture has improved tremendously in terms of the buy-in and being all in, ten toes deep, you know, into everything that we're trying to do. Well, that's great to hear. We we do have a small contingent of returning players. They're talented. Could you talk to us about the progression that Monarch fans are going to see from them from last year to this year? Of our returners? Yes. Okay, yes. Yeah. So our returners, we have Amari Young. She's a fifth-year senior. Um, Amari has done tremendous things for this program over her years that she's been here. She's an individual that I am putting more responsibilities on. Um, she may not be a vocal leader, but I want her to have a selfishness in terms of how she plays. Um, because she can put us on our back and be that anchor for us uh, in the paint or with her abilities to be able to get by her opponents off of one dribble and attack the rim. And I'm saying the rim because she's that athletic. Sometimes we're looking at her like Amari. You're already above the rim. Just turn it over and dunk it. Like, why, why are you trying to shoot a layup? Just dunk it. The dunk is easier than the layup for you sometimes. Um, so we're happy to have her back. Uh, then we have Brianna Jackson, product of the 757, Princess Anne once again, um, 6'3", uh, center, and she came from the University of Miami. Uh, she's an anchor for us on the inside, played great minutes for us last year, uh, and I look for her to have more of a prominent, dominating role in the paint. She is someone that I want her to look like a grown woman amongst little girls. Uh, in the paint. So how we work with her on a daily basis, how we talk to her, it's all for her to have that level of confidence 
uh, in herself, in her teammates, in her game, so that she can go out and put that on display. We have Talia Washington. She is a transfer we picked up from Syracuse University, and she's from Maryland. And she's an individual that has that deep range, uh, NBA range, probably beyond NBA range from the three-point line. She's very shifty and crafty with the ball in her hand. Uh, she can break defenses down and get in the paint, get to her float game, or she has great enough court vision where she can assist us uh, finding other individuals. We have Kay Clark. Uh, she's a JUCO player that we picked up. Kay Clark plays like a safety while she's out there on the basketball court. Uh, she grew up training with NFL wide receivers and safeties, so she moves like them on the defensive end. There is no pick and roll. There is no handoff uh, that happens on the court that Kay is not busting through the middle and intercepting the ball and going down the score layup. She's also an individual that can slice any defense up by getting to the paint, uh, finishing with her floaters or her pull-up jumpers. But the thing that's most impressive is her court vision. We have to make Kay become a little bit more selfish because she'll she'll be wide open, but she's still looking to find someone else when we're like, baby, you are the one that's open, so shoot the ball. Uh, we have Joy Campbell. Joy Campbell, I have to brag on her because she's our 4.0 student. She wants to be a neonatal um, surgeon, and um, she's just a tremendous uh, student athlete. She's a, a backup point guard that we picked up from UC Riverside. Uh, she comes from the West Coast, from Cali, uh, so she's far from home, but she is uh, tenacious on the defensive end. She's like that little gnat when you're at the cookout that's flying around your food and you're always swatting it away and you wish it would just leave. Well, that is her on the defensive end. She's also um, matured her game in terms of her ability to shoot beyond the arc and break defenses down to get to the rim or attack with her pull-up game. Uh, so uh, we have an exciting group that is returning that we add to the group that we brought in as newcomers. Thank you for going into detail on the whole roster. We really appreciate it. I will point out to our listeners, if they didn't read the article last year, they should read the article on Brianna Jackson and her family that Perry Minium wrote. Great family, obviously, and it just shows a lot of character of her and her family. Secondly, with all of these new pieces, the last two years we've seen how your team played. Great defense, more up-tempo than old Dominion fans are probably used to. Are we going to see any change in the style of play this year? Um, I think the style of play will be similar. We may not be as long as we were from last year, but we still have the, the athleticism and the explosiveness uh, in our guard play or sprinkled throughout all of our positions. So what I would love for the fans to be able to see is more solidarity in our play on both the offensive and the defensive end. Our defense had to produce a lot for us last year because we didn't have enough individuals that were confident in their shooting abilities. Uh, so we purposely went out and recruited individuals that could score on three levels, beyond the arc, mid-range, and at the rim. And um, we have bigs, our post players that can also shoot as well. So that will allow us to put pressure on our defenders in different ways when we put them in pick and roll situations. 
Um, I think that the fans will enjoy seeing us get the ball up and down the court. I think that's the way that the game should be played, which is fast. And when you can play it fast with the level of control and poise, then good things are bound to happen for you more times than not. Well, I'm excited. I'm glad I've already renewed my season tickets. Um, I love that. I'm I'm ready. I'm ready to go. (laughs) So uh, you're recruiting. You you've got to have probably two distinct recruiting processes, one with the transfer portal and one with your high school talent. So we'll talk transfer portal the next time we talk in the interest of time, but for recruiting your prospective student athletes coming out of high school kind of what are you looking at in, in those student athletes? What attributes are you recruiting both from an athletic standpoint and then from just a total person standpoint? Um, well, from I will have to give a shout out to my coaching staff that consists of Roland A. Jones Jr. Uh, he is our recruiting coordinator, and he is the one that has been beating the bushes for us for the last two years uh, to to find talent that can allow us to be competitive and have a great chance of winning. Then you have Danielle Bell. She is also a product of the 757, and she went to the University of Richmond. And um, she is an assistant recruiting coordinator for us. And that's part of her responsibilities is to really uh, comb through the high school scene uh, to find hidden gems for us. Uh, Roland A. Stones Jr., he taps into the JUCO scene heavily um, and finds talent for us there. Then we have Shaman Williams, uh, who went to University of North Carolina, played for Dean Smith, was in the Final Four, played in the NBA as well. Um, Uh, He brings a wealth of knowledge and um, experience that allows us to present ourselves as a tremendous package when we go into homes or we're talking to recruits. Everyone on our staff played D1 basketball at a very high level. And three out of the four of us, Shaman Williams, myself, and Roland Ace Jones Jr., all played professionally, internationally, WNBA, or NBA, um, or a combination of two of those, <laughs> you know, internationally WNBA for me internationally and summer pro league in the NBA for Roland A. Stones Jr. And then for Shaman Williams internationally and in the NBA. So now when you have that type of staff, we can kind of spread our wings and have a good reach uh, and tap into many different wells when it comes to recruiting. When we're looking for high school or any athlete, we want individuals that have a complete, as close to a complete set of skills as possible. If you're a specialist in one area or the other, we don't turn our noses up at you. We would definitely give you a good look, especially if you're a three-point specialist or if you're a defensive specialist. Uh, We don't mind that at all. Uh, We love individuals that are well-rounded and understand that you are here to play for team and not self. Um, Selfish individuals won't serve us well at all because that takes away from the culture of us having a I am my sister's keeper type mentality. Um, we love individuals that um, that understand how important it is to give maximum effort in everything that you do because to become, become a monarch, there's a sense of pride and honor that is attached to being that. So we need individuals that are gonna go out in the community and represent themselves in the university and the program properly. Uh, we want good people that can hoop. And if we can find that combination, 
then I think success, success will be on our side. We also want individuals that are willing to challenge themselves in the classroom just as much as we challenge them on the court. Uh, no one wants uh, individuals that are gonna come here and only be an athlete. We want well-rounded individuals that will represent this university in every facet possible. So once you and the staff have identified, I want Michaela Langston mm -hmm. to, come to, to come to my team. <laughs> She's got all the physical attributes. She's the embodiment of what we want as a student athlete here. How do you sell Michaela on Old Dominion? Well, the, the first thing is we, we never sell anything to anybody. What they get is an organic experience with who they will encounter on a daily basis from us. Uh, we don't put on a show and pony type dance. We don't roll out a red carpet. We're just good people that want to have a great experience with anyone that we uh, are recruiting or have an opportunity to come and share space with us. Uh, what they will get is genuine, a genuine approach to the game, to life, and how we handle one another. And when people really have an opportunity to be around us, they, they're really shocked that it's really this comfortable and inviting but still highly stimulating intellectually when it comes to the game uh, and the experiences that we all have had in our lives. And they're shocked. And, and some have even said like, wow, why aren't you guys on the power five level? You guys should be in a power five institution. And I'm like, well, why would we do that when we have everything that the power fives have? We, we just need individuals like you to believe in us uh, because we are one of the best kept secrets in women's collegiate basketball. When you have a staff comprised the way that we've comprised ours, and then you have the facilities, and then you have the area and all of the amenities surrounding Norfolk, uh, who wouldn't want to come here? But it's just a matter of being able to get them uh, to buy in enough to come and see. And when they do have that experience, they usually fall in love. Well, Coach, we know that you were selected to be an assistant for the USA basketball team. And you competed at the 2022 FIBA Under-18 Championships this summer. How did that experience challenge you as a coach? And how did it help? How is it going to help you moving forward at Old Dominion? Well, that experience was oh so awesome. You know, being able to go to Argentina, and I wasn't representing my country through my play. I was representing my country through my coaching abilities, and I feel like everything came full circle for me in that moment. And being able to walk away with a gold medal is an experience that I will forever cherish uh, at that moment in my life. Now, what I took away from that experience was, um, Delisha, you are doing exactly what you've been called to do. Uh, coaching is something that a lot of people saw in me a long time ago that I didn't see in myself. And now that I'm able to walk into that path, on the highest of levels and be successful, it gives me a great amount of confidence uh, in moving forward on this journey. Uh, I think the difficulties was that um, you have such a short period of time to be able to make an impact on a group of individuals that practically just met each other. Within a month, we had to try out, pick the team, practice, jump on a plane and go and play all in a month's time. And, and for us to do that and go across the waters and win, that shows just how dominant 
the USA is when it comes to women's basketball. But it was a tremendous experience that I'll never forget. And I'm biting at the bit for the next opportunity. So coach, another award for you to have at home. How big is this trophy room in your house? I mean, it's gotta be <laughs> it's gotta be almost like a wing of the house at this point. <laughs> Well, what, what you uh, once you're around me, what you'll notice is um, there's a level of humility about me. I'm not a showboater. I won't, you know, talk myself up um, probably as much as I should. Uh, but um, trophy room, we don't have one. <laughs> you know, everything's tucked away nice and neat and safely, and we pull it out whenever we need to. Uh, our home is a, is really a home. We want it to be comfortable. We don't want it to be a museum. <laughs> or, um, but we, I think my husband and I, we love leaning on the memories that we've made throughout our entire careers together. Um, and Roland H. Jones Jr. happens to be my husband as well um, that's on staff with us. So um, it's great being able to share this journey uh, with someone that I love and someone that has been with me uh, pretty practically from day one of my professional career. Uh, it's pretty cool, but no trophy room. We do have a small area, you know, where we keep some things and we'll leave it at that. So last season, y'all were able to build upon a strong conclusion to 2020-2021 season. The team was equally good at home and on the road, you went 10 and five at home, 10 and four on the road, and then four and one on neutral sites before suffering some critical injuries right before tournament play. Is there anything specific that you could put your finger on to point towards the team's consistency, regardless of where you guys are playing? Yeah, I, I think it's, it, it is a direct result of the conversations we have and how we groom them mentally, just as much as how we groom them and practice them um, physically. Uh, we we try to prepare our players uh, mentally, physically, and emotionally uh, for every game, regardless of if we are home or away. We try to allow them to have the mindset of when we're on the road, we're going to make it home, and and we and and how we play should travel well. You know, defend, rebound, run. Whether you are home or on the road, that's something you can pack in your suitcase and you can pull it out and wear it, and it'll be perfect for any occasion that you are presented with on the basketball court, no matter the gym and the location. Uh, so that would be the thing I, I would say is our secret sauce uh, that made us be as successful as we were uh, at home and away. So this fall, the squad is headed to sunny Fort Myers, Florida, Florida to start the season against Florida Gulf Coast. They were a top 25 team last year. They won 30 games. And they made it to the second round of the NCAA last year. It looks like a really good test to start to start the season. Could you talk to us more about the schedule and how you see us facing off against Florida Gulf Coast this year? Yes, uh, we we were happy about being able to pick up a game against a team like them. Um, they are known in the basketball world as being uh, one of the mid majors that can wreak a lot of havoc uh, across women's basketball. They play a up-tempo style. They are going to run and gun. Uh, they're going to shoot threes. They're going to execute. Uh, so it's going to be a great test for us. I wanted us to have uh, an opponent that would really challenge us 
and either either expose us and our weaknesses or show us just how talented we are and and what we could do you know coming away with a win against a team like that would definitely send a message within our locker room as well as others um in terms of who we are and we definitely look forward to being able to play against them they're a well-respected program um that has current history when they've proven themselves year in and year out. We are a well-respected program that has past history that is looking to be in the same conversation as a program like FGCU. Then when you look at some of the other opponents, we follow that, that game up with Texas Southern. You know, that's going to be a tough game too because they play an aggressive, up-tempo, in-your-face style of play. So we're opening this season up where we have to be clicking on all cylinders. Uh, we want to be able to walk away with two very good wins to start November. And then we'll come in and we'll play Wilma Mary at home. Um, they're one of our rivals, uh, not, not far from us, um, but we definitely want to come away with a good win against a team like that. Then you have um, Xavier. Xavier is a team, you know, a power five team uh, that in, in, that's in the Big East, that we will go to their home court and play them. And we're hoping that that's a game that we, we can get our first Power 5 win of the year against a very talented, tough team that comes from a physical conference. Uh, after we play them, uh, we'll go into an MTE uh, down in Florida, and uh, we'll play the likes of Mississippi State and um, – Mississippi State and and New Mexico uh, are two of the teams that we will face, you know, when we go there. Um, so we have another power five that's coming right up. So when you look at the floor of the schedule, FGCU will definitely prepare us for the Xavier's and the Mississippi States. And then you have Texas Southern that will definitely get us ready for Wilma and Mary. And after the MTE, we'll have Coppin State at home. So I think the, the schedule is one where there's enough games and enough practices that will allow us to have a flow uh, throughout our play that will help us be able to play a game, but that game will also prepare us for our next competitor. Um, we have Temple at home. It, it will complete our home and home that we had against them last year. Uh, we look forward to them coming in and have a new coaching staff a former WNBA player as their head coach, uh, Laura Harper, went to Maryland, and I believe she won a championship um, there. So that's going to be a great game to see her and her new staff and her new team against me and my three-year uh, stint here at ODU with my new team for the third time around. Um, we also have Lincoln, uh, South Carolina Upstate, VCU, uh, all of those games will be played right before we enter into finals. So uh, we're going to make sure that we can squeeze some good victories in before the girls have to really settle in on being that tremendous student <laughs> and win in the classroom during finals. Um, after that, uh, we will have our Christmas break, and then we'll open up into our conference play at that point. So, Coach, the Education Day game at Old Dominion has always been a pretty – great affair with all the kids in the crowd. Is there a game that you guys are planning on doing that this year, or is that something that's just not going to happen anymore? Yes, we are doing the education game this year. It'll be against Lincoln, and that game will take place December 6th. 
at home at 11 a.m. And the Education Day game is one that I have heard so many wonderful things about, but because of COVID and the pandemic, I have not had the experience of, of being able to experience it. So I'm looking forward to the Education Day game. I want all of the students from near and far to come and be hyped up on candy and soda. And I want them to be loud and proud when they come in and cheer for our, our Lady Monarchs. Well, I will tell you something, Coach, from someone who's been to a number of those games, they are hopped up on candy, sweet tarts. I don't know what it is, but that place is the loudest that it will get all year by about 10. You you need to figure out a way to channel that and get the parents to bring those kids back because it's insane how loud that the place gets. You know, I, I think that that's a great point that you make. And if there's anything that I would like to do, and I, I would like to charge the community charge the community to not allow that to be the only day that they come out and allow their kids to just let loose and just have a great time while they're supporting our local hometown team. ODU Monarchs, we are Norfolk. We, we, we are the prominent team and university in this area. And I want the fans to come out and support. And parents, if, you're, if you see how much your children are enjoying that atmosphere in that moment, why not give it to them throughout the entire season? Uh, we all need something to do during the winter months. And why not come and watch some great basketball, watch some tremendous athletes that are, a, that are an example for your young boy and young girl to be able to strive to become, become a student athlete themselves and do it at a high level and stay home and do it at ODU, you know, if they are that good. So that, that's my recruiting shout out that I want to give <laughs> to any of our up and coming youngsters that may be in the crowd that can be an ODU Monarch one day. Well, I'm confident if they do bring them out, you know, what I've seen continue, you know, what coach Nikki McRae's teams and what your teams, you know, after the games, they go and they talk to the fans and it's very easy to connect with your squads. Unlike a lot of things that you see at other places, it's very easy to be able to foreshadow or to see yourself, you know, for a little boy or a little girl seeing themselves in, the, in that spot years down the line. So hopefully your teams will continue to do that. Well, thank you. And we definitely have plans on doing so. And, you know, when you look at women's basketball now, it's hot. It's a hot topic, whether you are one trying to find controversy within it or you're one trying to celebrate everything beautiful about it. It's a hot topic and people are, jumping on that bandwagon. And it's one that um, the recognition that we have now is one that should have been afforded to us a long time ago, but what, what better time than the present? So I think that the North Norfolk community as a whole should definitely come out and support women in sports because there's something powerful about that gesture. It's something powerful about seeing women go out and perform at a high level and be successful at it on and off the court at the same time. Uh, so I, I'm excited about this team. I'm excited about this community. I'm excited about this opportunity that I have to lead the charge for ODU women's basketball. And I want everyone to come out and fill the stands and support the women in the way that they deserve to be supported. Not gonna get any arguments from us out of that. <laughs> yeah, girl dads, are you listening? 
<laughs> Bring your daughters out here. That's yes. right. Season tickets are available now, and they are very affordable. Yes, they are. So earlier you mentioned that you needed Sunbelt built players. So what exactly do you mean by that? Obviously, Conference USA is our home for the last nine seasons. That's all gone now. We're in the Sunbelt now. So can you give us a preview of what you meant by Sunbelt built players or what you needed to move into the future? Yes, I feel like there's a lot of, uh, we're chartering to unknown territory. Uh, we don't know what this conference is going to look like, but from what I've heard and what I've, I've seen in some of the, the teams that I've started to scout, it's like the wild, wild west. It is going to be up-tempo, in-your-face, uh, fast-paced, um, uh, aggressive defenses. Uh, people are going to try to be the first one to score 100 points. Uh, so when you have a conference that that has the majority of its teams kind of play that way, you have to go out and recruit for that. You have to go out and you got to recruit some stallions. You got to recruit some players that can put up some numbers, that can defend well, that have a, a hooper's mentality and approach with how they play the game. You can almost let them loose. Um, and, and not call a lot of play sets, but allow the game to kind of just flow and play. Uh, you got to be able to find things like that. All right. So earlier we talked about Old Dominion women's basketball and its history. And obviously there's a ton of excellence and legendary players. So we've seen a renewed commitment to honoring and connecting to the players and coaches of the past by both you and Nikki. Tell us why it's so important to you to your players and the program? Well, number one, how can you ever know where you're trying to go if you don't know where you've been? And it's important for our players to understand the ones that came before them in order for them to understand why the path is so easy for them to travel now. So you have to pay that homage to those that have done it before and they did it very well at a high level. So we will always make sure that those individuals are not forgotten, whether they were coaches that graced the sidelines or whether they were players that left their blood, sweat, and tears on the court in the playing field for our university. Um, our players need to understand that you have shining examples that have come before you that have paved the way for you to set your goals high and have standards of excellence attached to everything that you do. So they will always be in the conversation. So they are a constant reminder of where we've been, how we got there, and where it can take us. Well, I love it. Now let's have some fun. We're the Monarchists. We like to ask about local stuff. Okay. What is your favorite place when you're on campus and you need a break to go to? Uh, my favorite place will probably be um, Whitehurst Beach. You know, you catch a sunset over there or just going over just to watch, you know, watch the water, see a, a cargo ship in the distance. Um, I think it's, it's serene over there when you catch it at the right times of the day. Um, you can watch the wildlife that is there. Um, another spot that I like that we have to ask for permission to, to, to uh, gain access to is the president's suite at the football stadium. Oh my gosh, seeing the sunset from that vantage point, uh, just oh, you can see as far as you want to uh, throughout Norfolk and the surrounding cities when you're in that, in, you know, when you're in the suite of the president. Um, 
outside of that, you know, where downtown Norfolk, you can always go to Waterside. And um, I just love water. I love being around water. So going to going to Waterside and walking around the pagoda or actually at Waterside and seeing some of the yachts and the ships. Um, it's just something powerful about those images. Um, and, and it can really take your mind different places and you can just drift and get away from the madness of everything that you may be experiencing on a daily basis. What's your favorite basketball movie? Favorite basketball movie, of course, is going to be Love and Basketball. Of course. I called it, Erin. <laughs> you did. I feel like I shouldn't even ask that question now. Like, oh, my God, it was a prohibited question. We asked Fred Chow what his favorite volleyball movie is. He's like, I can't watch volleyball movies. I don't even think there are any. <laughs> That's true. Right. I, I what, can't even think of one. <laughs> what's, what's, what's a basketball movie that you think that people should never, ever watch? Um... <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh, that they should never ever watch. You probably watched one where you're like, oh my gosh, like I can't believe they even made that. Okay. Probably Joanna Man. Joanna Man. <laughs> Joanna Man would definitely be my choice, but I'm not gonna hate on it too much because I have <laughs> former teammates that were in that movie. So I gotta I gotta allow them to get their royalty checks. <laughs> there we go. That's fair. That's fair. All right. Do you have a favorite restaurant on campus or in Norfolk? Um, favorite restaurant on campus. I mean, P. Frank's is right downstairs across the street. So we frequent there a lot, whether it's um, for staff lunch or we treat the girls to breakfast or lunch um, from time to time. So we have to give P. Frank's a shout out. We definitely, um, uh, Raisin Cane's and Panera Bread um, but now Raising Canes will be gone and it will put a Chick-fil-A there. Um, Chipotle is one that we frequent as well, too. What's your favorite Old Dominion basketball moment so far? Favorite Old Dominion basketball moment? Um, since I've been here, I would probably say beating Auburn at home last year. That was a great Power 5 win for us. And they went on and they beat some, you know, some very good teams in their conference and others. Uh, and that really helped us with our national ranking, you know, at the time. So that that would be a great moment. I throw their rice game up there. That was so fun to watch. Yeah, um, you know what? That's there's always good battles against rice for some reason. Yeah. I'm so glad they're not in our conference anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad. What's her name? Graduated. Oh, Moki. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. We almost had her number last year. Oh my gosh. Oh, you you guys had her oh. so winded. Yeah, I mean, you were just like talking about the Nats. I mean, she was so tired. I think that was the one, the two point game, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Oh, yes, it was. Two points away from this from the finals, the conference USA. Oh my gosh. All right, coach. So we're big music buffs. Do you have a bucket list concert you'd love to go to? Ooh. Ooh, well, the King of Pop is long and gone. Michael Jackson definitely would have been on that list. Um, Beyonce, I heard she's a great performer. Um, Chris Brown, I love his dance moves. He has good music. I don't support everything, uh, you know, about him, but I have to respect him for his artistry. 
So I actually got to play basketball against Chris Brown on Mary Washington's campus. No way. Yeah, I was playing basketball with a buddy, and this Lambo pulls up. What? This was this was when he was really young. Still, he was probably in his twenties. He came to play basketball with his buddy because he's from Tappahannock, and his buddy went to school at Mary Wash, and they were playing basketball there too, and we ended up playing a, a game of two on two. Dude, were this on the outside courts or inside? Yeah, dive? outside. Dude, that was the bottom. Of, oh man, I probably I might have been on that court. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Yeah. All right. So the monarchists, we we're big ODU fans. Obviously we have a podcast, but uh, we take a lot of pride in our fundraising. We've helped raise money for ODU football, ODU baseball. This past spring, we helped raise over $14,000 for the baseball team. That's awesome. So we take a lot of pride in fundraising. We also do an annual Toys for Tots fundraiser. We'd love to know what your favorite charity is and if you could tell Monarch Nation more about it. Uh, well, since I've been here, one of my favorite charities is Friends of Foster. And uh, what they do is the, it's, it's, a, it's for foster kids. And we wrap gifts for them for their birthdays, for the holidays. But sometimes they can be forgotten and overlooked. And they also need love and they also need to feel the warmth of family and just someone remembering them and caring about them. Uh, they're in a difficult moment in their lives when they're hoping that someone will choose them and be able to raise, be able to be raised in a family that's filled with love and um, care. Uh, so we definitely make sure that every year uh, we, we partner up with them to make sure that we do our part in showing that love and appreciation that they deserve to get. That's a great answer, great charity. I'm well aware of the awesome work they do locally. On that note, um, thank you for your time. Is there a message other than telling parents to come out to the tent uh, that you <laughs> want to share with Monarch Nation? Yes, I want, I want Monarch Nation to understand that they can support the program in so many different ways. You can support the program by coming to the games physically. You can support the program by buying floor seats and seeing the action up close and personal. You can support the program uh, through, uh, through uh, you can support us financially. Uh, we always would love to have ways to increase our enhancement funds so that we're able to do more things for our student athletes because they're so deserving of it. Yes, they have full scholarships, but the demand has placed on them on a daily basis to perform well in the classroom as well as the court is tremendous. And I would love to be able to have the resources available to cater to their every need um, that they may have so that they can always perform optimally. That's Fantastic. an awesome message. We'll be behind you and to the left making a lot of noise. The couple obnoxious people that are trying to get everyone to make more noise than they're currently making <laughs> you'll know where we are i love it you are my type of people <laughs> yeah last game we were at we got some really nasty glares from louisiana tech's coach it was really their assistant coach sorry and, and her husband yeah and her yeah, hus yeah uh-huh yeah we had a run-in with them uh, during the conference play because <laughs> yeah, we were there yeah, yeah their players were a little obnoxious at the end of the game uh, yeah, tell them some yeah. stuff. That's right. 
<laughs> Thanks again, Coach. We really appreciate it. You guys were a lot of fun, and I definitely can feel the positive love and vibes that you bring that you give off. Well, thank you so much, Coach. Hopefully, you'll come on again sometime in the future, and we can talk maybe about how the season went. Well, you guys know where to find me, so uh, whenever you need anything, don't hesitate, okay? Absolutely. Thanks again, Coach. Have a great evening. Go Monarchs. Go Monarchs. Go Monarchs.